0: Welcome to Access Atlanta. I'm your host, Shane Harrison, and this week I'm here with journalist Archist Sashadri, and we are going to talk about game shows and how to get on them um, and what it takes to win at a game show and that sort of thing uh, because he has some experience in that. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Excited to be here and share whatever little knowledge I have about game shows with everybody else listening.
0: Right, because I'm sure that so many of us have watched and hoped maybe one day we could get on one because, you know, you win money and everybody likes that. You
2: can't <laughs> go wrong with money, but you also have to have fun. I think a lot of the times there's there's so many different game shows out there. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be smart and strategic on what game show would make sense for you. Right. You can't be on Every single game show, so it's, it's like you got to figure out. I, I think I'm good at this, or I'm, for me, I'm good at words, which is why I'm a journalist. So I think I'm good at communication. So games like Pyramid or Password made sense, and you know I would play along uh, at home, watch you know old episodes. So that was a natural fit. There are other games I'm like, I don't know how good I would be, so let's skip that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you did actually go on uh, on both of those? Is that correct? I went on a hundred thousand dollar Pyramid. I'm hoping
2: to go on. Password. Whenever it reboots, it's okay. off the air now. That's
0: what I was wondering because I'm like, dude, have I seen Password recently? I don't recall that. But is there are there plans for that? I'm not sure, but I know uh, ABC is bringing back a lot of game right. shows. Press your luck, Card Sharks. Uh, there's so many
2: old yeah. shows from you know when we we're little or our parents were watching are now back on TV. So that's exciting.
0: Yeah, Match Game. Match I've Game. Seen. Yep. There's all yep. those. Yeah. So so you went on. The, it's the hundred thousand dollar pyramid. The one
2: hundred thousand dollar pyramid. Yeah.
0: It used to be, I, as I recall. Oh, when I was young, it was the ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand, yes. right? And then I
2: think it became twenty five thousand, yeah. and yep. then there was a Don, It was the Dick Clark version, the mm-hmm. Donnie Osmond version, and then the one now with Michael right. Strahan, who is amazing, by the
0: way. Right. So, so you uh, you went and did that, and and uh, so how how did that happen? Great question, so I
2: was living in India for two years and I came back and I happened to literally just go on I think ABC's website and I was like, oh let me just take a look. I always kind of see what they're casting for and I saw they were casting for $100,000 Pyramid. And I hadn't watched season one or two because I was living abroad, I wasn't living here. I was like, let me just apply on a whim. Just totally on a whim, did it. I guess they liked my application Uh, and I got a call back the next day from two different casting producers, one from LA, one from New York. And when I talked to them, I said, hey, I've already talked to somebody else. Huh. So I was like, good thing I made some kind of an impression. Right. But now, like literally the games have started. Will I make it to the show? Will I get past all the gazillion auditions? Right. And I did, luckily. <laughs>
0: right. Well, I, it's interesting that two different people saw it and called you. It's, it's, I mean, there must have been something in your application that really caught their eye.
2: I'm not really sure what specific thing it was, but I have always loved games. Right. We have a group of friends and we have game nights all the time. We love playing games. And I think it's just a personality thing. I'm very competitive, yeah. a lot of energy and fun. So I think I bring a lot of the qualities that make a good game show contestant. Right. So that was sort of innate. The second part was practicing and being good at the game, yeah. which took a little bit more work because watching it on TV, is completely different than being in the hot seat.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. It's like, you, you look at it and it, some people make it look very easy. And so, but but I'm sure that being up there and being under the spotlight right. and and on the hot seat, as it were, oh God, yeah. is very different.
2: It's not only different, it's also, you know, when we taped, we taped Mother's Day Monday. So it was May 14th last year. And you know, it's we got in at eight o'clock in the morning and we didn't even tape till like seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night.
0: Oh, wow. You're
2: waiting in the green room with all of these other contestants who are technically your competition yeah so there's that friendly rivalry but you know we were there for 12 hours without a phone for me and those of you who know me that means no Facebook Twitter Instagram <laughs> like what will I do for 12 hours yeah. but no I mean it, you know it was different it was just a there was there's a lot of variable factors you don't know who the celebrities are right you don't know how good or bad your competition will be mm-hmm. you don't know what the game board questions are going to be so there's so many ifs and buts but I kind of this is how I approach my life go with it have fun enjoy the process yeah winning is certainly great but if you don't win you don't want to walk away disappointed yeah and for me having my mom in the audience was great it was a perfect mother's day weekend in new york and you know certainly winning I'm not going to complain but I was like you know I really did it study like the SATs or like an AP exam I practiced my Butt off to make sure that I right. am as well prepared sure. and then the rest of it is sort of fate, luck, whatever you want to call it
0: <laughs> yeah but uh, no matter what it's an experience that oh, yeah. uh, you know not a lot of people have I imagine
2: I'm not sure if a lot of people pursue it. I'm sure there's right. the opportunity exists but no yeah. certainly I think there's a especially now with so many game shows being brought back yeah. it is there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of opportunities to be a contestant and go and play mm. but I think you also have to uh, uh, you know it's like anything perfect practice makes perfect yeah really like i would wake up and practice with my mom my wow. brother with the music watch every episode bought the board game made list they were like oh my god can you start taping so we can end this misery <laughs> they were like i'm done <laughs> yeah so so you did you did actually win i did win i yeah. won sixty one thousand uh, dollars sixty one thousand five hundred dollars right on the game show didn't win all of it but i was like you know that was a lot more than zero and yes. coming in with nothing. Right. So I did, I won, went to the Winter Circle twice, which is like the each round you compete. And I got into it twice. I was like, thank God. Yeah. And then, you know, there's always that one. I think the categories that we didn't win were uh, uh, the first time it was with Questlove. The second uh-huh. time Winter Circle was with Snoop Dogg. And we had. Uh, things a moth would say, and he stumbled on it. I was like, oh my God, the clock is ticking. And I think I said, like, oh, I'm a small brown insect. You know, I am like a butterfly, I have balls named after me. And the audience started laughing. <laughs> And anyway, so we skipped that. And the next one was Prince songs. And I think I probably could have gotten Purple Rain, but I panicked. I was like, oh, my God, we have 20 seconds. Let's right. go for the higher dollar amount. Right. And I didn't really listen to Prince. I, I didn't grow up listening to that. So right. those are one of those. Either you know it or you don't. Mm-hmm. Same with anything with names. So if you don't know who that actor or the singer or anybody is, yeah, can't really give a clue on it. Yeah. So, But I was like, you know what? I'm super thankful and grateful. And just the fact that my mom was in the audience yeah. and watching me. And, and I'm glad I won something. So I won zero, I would have hurt you you <laughs> know never heard the end of it like we went all the way up there and you didn't win anything you know but right, I, right. i'm glad i didn't disappoint her and yeah. i think the episode made for some fun memorable moments. <laughs> well that's cool. So you
0: you you put together some tips and stuff for people who want to do this, I right?
2: Did. I did. I did. I I think i made a list of a, uh, you know, paid for. I actually uh, I do a lot of improv. Uh, in Atlanta and uh, nominated a lot of contestants, one who actually made it for season four of the Pyramid. So not allowed to say the name, but super excited for this contestant. But in terms of tips, I think to be a good game show contestant, have a lot of energy, just have fun, Mm -hmm. know the game well, and be strategic in terms of how to play the game. So if you're auditioning for Pyramid, you really have to know a lot of different things and be able to pivot. So sometimes, you know, there's are categories like Colors, which is simple as they may sound, but mm-hmm. they can be a color like fuchsia. Yeah. And you're like, how do I give a clue like that? Or magenta. So I think just being able to think about things and switching it. So there are so many different ways to give a clue. You can right. go opposites, go fill in the blank, or you know, it's you know you can't say it starts with this letter or it right. you know, rhymes with this, but just being able to play the game really well. Um, I watched so many episodes and I yeah. think I know them so well now. I like, I even know what the answer will be right. because I've watched
0: it. Well, that's, that, I think that makes sense. It's like, you know, if you're going to do something, watch other people do it. Right. it. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I think as a writer, yeah. one of the things that, that has always been been so helpful to me is reading other writers. Exactly. You know, and, and so if you're on going to be on this game show, watch other people play it and see what they do. Use the good stuff, discard the bad stuff. Right. And it makes sense.
2: And keep moving on. And I think, you know, with a game show like Pyramid, it's also knowing even the board. There are six categories. Mm-hmm. So you kinda have to have an idea what will that category be about. Right. I think one of ours was Uber. I'm like, oh, Uber is something that I'm familiar with. It will hopefully be easy. And I think it ended up being things people leave behind in an Uber. <laughs> so it's even like, oh okay, great. But no matter what that is, yeah. I think just being able to read your your celebrity well. And mm-hmm. so I had done a lot of research, and I think the best strategy was you as a contestant's giving the clues. Because usually you're a better clue giver than a clue receiver. Yeah. So we have three rounds, and of the three, I gave the clues twice. Because the celebrity has to give it at least once. Right. So I was like, I'm gonna give the clue both times because I can play the game fast right. and I have practiced it. Because mm. chances are you've practiced it a lot more than the celebrities. Oh, yeah. So you gotta, you gotta you know, be strategic on how and when to, to sort of play that card.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's like, a, it makes me think of, you know, the <clears throat> the early days and of game shows. It used to be when, when there were celebrities on, a lot of them were sort of professional game show, you know, celebrities. They were they, awesome. they did it all the time. Like, take Betty White when oh, she used she to amazing. do yeah. Password. She yeah. was incredible. Yeah. Uh, and actually, I recently saw Elizabeth Montgomery was on one, and she was great at the game. And there were other celebrities who were always really good at it.
2: I think it's also that era. There were a lot more game shows, or yeah. maybe there weren't as many reality TV shows. Yeah. at that time so game shows were sort of as close to reality TV seeing yeah. everyday people be on a big show mm. win a lot of money and I'm sure 10,000 or 25 was a lot of that time oh, yeah. any amount is a lot of money yeah. but yeah I think that they were very very Betty White was amazing I've seen mm-hmm. so many amazing celebrities I'm not saying the celebrities now are not as you know competent or talented there's just a lot of pool there's so yeah. much right. so you can't be an expert in every single game because right. they have their own jobs to do whether they're singers <laughs> or actors right. they're not Sitting there practicing for your game show. Yeah, and
0: a lot of them aren't, aren't necessarily, you know, doing those all the time. Right. It's like like so many of the celebrities back then, it's like you would see them on several different game shows, and right. they would be coming back to those game shows and doing them often. Yeah. So they got used to it, and and they, they learned the game.
2: And it's also the luck of the draw. I've seen some celebrities who've done really well on an mm-hmm. earlier season, and the next season they bombed it. Huh. So it's just like – Maybe they just had a bad day. Right. You, you don't know. Sure. You can't control that. So yeah. I'm always like, control what you can control. You know? Yeah. Play the game to the best of your ability. Right. And if you mess up, we had a little situation where I messed up on uh they I think it was Snoop Dogg was asking me Jay-Z's wife. And I was like, Of course it's Beyonce, but I like panicked. And right. I think I thought he was asking what was Jay-Z's real name, or something like I, you know, I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna like I panicked. Right. We skipped it. But when we go back and watch it, it is the funniest thing on TV and we only we got four out of seven. So it was yeah. like a pretty low score. But again, strategy, I'm like, don't worry about what happened. Keep pushing forward. Yeah. So we kept going, 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 and you actually can't even see the scores. So yeah. you don't even know what your score is. Huh. And I'm like, all I need to know is give as many clues that are right. Because you heard the ding, the little yes. ding. Yeah. I'm like, okay, great. So that's <laughs> and we did. We made it through twice. I'm like, thank God I made it. But I think people get so stuck. They're like, oh I wish I did that better. Yeah. Or I wish I played it better. I'm like, you know, you've already yeah. done it. Don't worry about the past. Well, that's Yeah, that's Move just forward. like
0: I, so many things. Like sports, it's like just shake it off. If yeah. you, you know, if something, if you mess something up. Just keep going. Yeah, don't let it, it like cloud the rest of your, your right. game. Right. Just keep going.
2: And being a good, I think, listener and observing your, you know, listening to what people are. Some people are good with certain things. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're able to quickly, you know, I think as a journalist, we meet and interview people, and you know this all the time, and there are different energies. And if you can oh, yeah. read that really quick – you can master any game well or even in life, really being able to resonate and listen to people and see how they reciprocate, and then yeah. you're like, oh, this is how this person needs to be treated or yeah. talked to. Yeah. Obviously be nice to them and be respectful, but you know, one leadership style is not gonna work for everybody.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's true.
2: Some life advice. <laughs>
0: In, in game shows as in life right. good advice so you also spoke with um, someone who is involved in casting these is that correct
2: that is absolutely correct I spoke to Liz Harris mm-hmm. she is amazing she was one of the supervising producers when I auditioned for Pyramid so you go through a couple of different rounds yeah. uh, there's a you know a few initial rounds where they get to know you personality then you meet some producers and then the supervising producer Liz actually founded her own casting company called Happy Bandit Casting so she's casting for Millionaire, Deal or No Deal, Match Game, Pyramid. And uh, uh, we'll actually get to talk to her in a little bit. But she also said Pyramid is one of the hardest games to cast for because mm. it looks easy at home, but behind the scenes, it's so different. Because somebody can Skype audition really well, but in person with the lights and that heartbeat music. And there's just so many factors. Right. So she gives us all these uh, tips on what makes a great contestant. So for future game show can you know contestants... She's got some practical advice, which yeah. was which was fun to fun to listen to. Luckily, I was like, I possess some or most of those, otherwise I wouldn't be on the show. Yeah. Yeah. But she also shared one thing. She shared that after I was on the show they had a little uh, a reality check. They were like, we need to make sure that future contestants don't pop culture. So I was like, here's what you shouldn't be like, which is hilarious, right. but all good. All, you know, <laughs> All you know. if as long as I'm helping somebody else and right. putting a smile, I'm all for it.
0: Yep. And hey, it, it all turned out well in the end. All turned out well in the end. Yeah.
2: And uh, you know, I really wish my, my fellow contestant, her name is Melanie, she was awesome. I kind of wish she won something, Yeah. but I'm hoping and sending her a lot of positive vibes that she gets on another game show. Yeah. She was so good. So she was a really good contestant, but again, someone's got to win. And I was like, I'm glad it was me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. Is there anything else that you wanted to share about uh, your experience
2: as a game show contestant? I actually have a very funny little, uh, you know, neatly tied this up in a bow. I was on a game show when I was 10 years old in Australia. It was called Uh. My Generation. So that game show bug has been sort of in me for a long time. It was with my dad. And I think you know, we are in a time where we can do whatever we want. So if you believe you want to be on a game show, if you want to be a contestant or whatever it is that you want to do, I think you have to keep pushing forward and really believe in the universe has your back. Sort of setting that intention, being grateful, gratitude and prayers and... Pushing yourself to make it happen because, listen, if I can do it, really anyone can do it. No one would have imagined that I would be on a game show with Snoop Dogg, of all people, (laughs) but I managed to do it. And someday, and I told Liz Harris as well, someday my goal is to be a game show host like Ryan Seacrest. So that dream is not over yet. It's not if, it's when. So let's just see. But good luck to all of those people who are applying. You can do it if I can do it.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your experiences with us. Of course. My pleasure. And and we're going to also hear a little bit of Archith's uh, interview with Liz Harris.
2: Hi, everybody. Archith back here again. I am here with the founder of Happy Bandit Casting and game show casting producer, Liz Harris from New York, who's cast a lot of different game shows, including Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, $100,000 Pyramid, The Match Game, Deal or no deal. Liz, great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
2: You know, this is really funny, Liz. I was actually talking to the producers here, and I was like, this is kind of full circle. You interviewed me last year. I was a contestant on the $100,000 pyramid, and you were going through all of these contestants and interviewing me, and now I am interviewing you, so this is kind of hilarious.
1: (laughs) I know, and I have to say I've never actually been interviewed by uh, a previous contestant, so I'm I'm really interested to kind of hear your thoughts on some of the things that that we're going to talk about. Because you went through it, and a lot of people people don't have that perspective.
2: Exactly. That's absolutely true. And you know, it's so funny. Now now that I'm watching season four of $100,000 Pyramid, you kind of know what it's like. You've been in the green room. You've been in the hot seat. You kind of know what happens when the music comes on. And it's so different because I think when people are watching game shows at home, they're like, oh, it's so easy. And it's just so different being in the live, you know, going through it as a contestant firsthand. And for you... As a uh, casting producer, I'm sure it's equally as nerve-wracking. What goes through your mind? Let's start right with that. When a show is being taped, what goes through your mind when all of the uh, the, the lights, the camera, the contestants are there and it's uh, showtime?
1: I can't breathe. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, we get so invested as... Um, uh, casting producers, and then also the fact that I then go on to produce the show as well. So that's sort of unique in what my team does, and not every team, um, casting team does that. So we get to meet you from the second you call in and are like, oh, I'm interested in doing the show and prep you for the show, and then actually get to send you off onto the stage. And it's sort of like a, a mother bird watching their baby bird like fly on their own. Um, they actually started this year... Taping us backstage, they had a, a film crew taping the producers backstage because th- our reactions are even bigger than the contestants on stage. Like while we're watching you, we're like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> What's going on?" Um, because I- I'm out of control. Like for the first time, um, as a producer, you're completely out of control when the contestant is playing the game. So it is. It's 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 a lot different for the contestant, as you said. So there's a lot of people who who watch on the cat on their couch and say, "Oh my God! Like, why is this contestant doing this? How are they making these mistakes?" Or it's a lot different when you're under the lights, <laughs> as as you can attest to. And then for us as producers, we're you know we we do the best that we can to prepare you for success. But then when it comes down to it, there's not much I can do when I'm backstage other than hold my breath. <laughs>
2: What are the three things that makes an ideal candidate for a game show, specifically a $100,000 pyramid?
1: So, you know, piggybacking on what we're talking about, I think being good under pressure is very important. All these people who are are on game shows, they're not actors. um, So they're not used to having cameras in their faces and having celebrities and having an audience and and all this stuff. So you have to be good under pressure. we really want contestants to be likable and rootable um, because you have a chance at winning, for some people, life-changing money. $125,000 or, you know, on, on deal or no deal, a million dollars. Um, that's, that's really life-changing money. And so if you're not likable, if you're not rootable, if, if the people sitting on their couches aren't like, oh, I really want artists to win, that's not good.
2: So, of course, with the game, you can watch the old episodes. Uh, there is a board game version, I think. Uh, there's Taboo. But what are the best ways to prepare for a game show like Pyramid, which is so heavy on word association? Is it just being quick on your feet? How does one prepare and be a good contestant on a game show like this?
1: I mean, so every, so every show is different. And we're talking about Pyramid, it's really about practice. Practice, practice, practice. Because, w- like we talked about, once you're under the lights, things get so nerve-wracking, if those, if the rules are ingrained in your head, if it's not second nature to you, you're going to make mistakes. And so um, any word association game, like heads up is a great thing. Pyramid does have a board game. Um, Those are the best ways, I think, to practice. And then you can literally, the way that I learned when I first started working on the show is I would make lists and categories and just look at something and say, all right, things that are blue, like what are blue, and then name those things. So it's really about practice.
2: When you're in the green room, you know, there's a a dozen contestants, you know, there is, depending on how many episodes are going to tape, how do you guys determine who is going to be paired with whom and which celebrities? Is that, is there a a, sort of an element of, you know, these two would be good together or these two have a lot of energy, but these celebrities don't, so they might make the show funnier. What is the thought process behind casting the celebrities with the contestants?
1: So a lot of, a lot of it is actually random. Um, There's a lot that goes into game shows in order to make sure that it's fair. Um, So there's a lot of that stuff. That's actually there. It's, we have no control over. Um, And I wish that we had more control over some of those things, because I think that you could make better television, but when it comes to game shows, you can't always control all of those different things. And the same goes for, um, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and um, all those other shows. Uh, material is randomized. Contestants are randomized. Um, I think that there is some, in a show like Pyramid or in a show like Match Game, there is some consideration given to the things that you just said, right? Um And we also wouldn't want to put contestants with celebrities. Like, if we knew that a contestant was really, really terrible at pop culture, you're not going to put them with someone like Snoop Dogg, right? Because Snoop Dogg, all of his references are going to be pop culture related.
2: Final question of our podcast. So you have so much energy, so much charisma. You're so, so much fun and uh, such a pleasure talking to you. I know your mom and I are actually big fans of you. You know that already from Instagram and, of course, meeting on Pyramid. Why are you behind the camera? Why are you not hosting a show? Or are you going to be hosting a show anytime soon?
1: I love that question, mostly because my mom is, she's 65, and her greatest hobby is um, being my biggest fan on social media. And so anyone who follows me knows that my mom thinks I should be on camera. Um, it's, it's honestly, there are people who are producers and their main goal is to be a host or to be um, on camera in in some facet. I would never say no to that, but it's not where my passion lies. I really there's something really special, and it really has like working on a game show has completely changed my life. Yeah. And there's no greater feeling than knowing that you've helped someone, um, even if if it's in the in the tiniest way possible. Uh, get on a show that they've been dying to be on where it's a dream come true for them and win money. Like they walk off the stage and people are just so grateful for having the experience and there's no better feeling in the entire world. And so while my mother would love me <laughs> to be on camera, um, I don't think I would get the same fulfillment as I do casting um, and and really helping as, as corny as this sounds, like helping change people's lives and and letting them have this, these once in a lifetime opportunities that that has really changed my life.
2: And speaking of which, you certainly changed my life. you gave me a great opportunity, made me sixty one thousand dollars richer, which I totally appreciate.
1: <laughs> I'll take my cut now.
2: Uh, I will pay you in tithe, which I'm going to apparently be designing sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Liz Harris, uh, founder of Happy Bandit Casting, game show producer, giving us a lot of insights and tips. Really appreciate all of those. And who knows, maybe someday she will be hosting a game show coming to you soon. But you heard it here first. Thanks, Liz.
1: Thanks,
0: Archive. Let's see what's happening in and around Atlanta over the next 10 days. Aurora Theatre opens its season with a trip way back in time and a show that uses some very familiar characters and stories. Children of Eden is based on the first nine and a half chapters of the Bible. It's a musical about love, family, and the power of forgiveness by Stephen Schwartz, a composer who has utilized similar source material before with Godspell. He also gave us the hit musicals Wicked and Pippin. Aurora Theatre in Lawrenceville presents the family-friendly musical Children of Eden, beginning July 18th and continuing through September 1st. Tickets are $24 to $60, and they're available at auroratheater.com. The DeKalb Symphony Orchestra will present music from the stage and screen, big and small, at 8 p.m. on July 19th. Pianist Robert Strickland and his trio will join the orchestra for music from West Side Story, Downton Abbey, and the famous spellbound piano concerto from the Oscar-winning Hitchcock film. Strickland has been playing piano, musically directing, arranging, orchestrating, and conducting in the Atlanta area since 1975. Join Strickland and the DeCab Symphony Orchestra for their summer pops concert at the Marvin Cole Auditorium at Georgia State University's Clarkston Campus. Join Strickland and the DeCab Symphony Orchestra for their summer pops concert at the Marvin Cole Auditorium at Georgia State University's Clarkston Campus at 8 p.m. July 19th. Tickets are $15 to $32 and you can find those along with more information about the concert at decabsymphony.org. There's nothing better in a sweltering Atlanta summer than diving into some delicious ice cream and you'll get all you can handle at the Atlanta Ice Cream Festival on July 27th at Piedmont Park. If you're the type that feels a little guilty after indulging in sweet treats, they'll even offer some health and wellness activities to offset the calories you'll be consuming. An event is preceded by the Fight Cancer Walk, which begins at 10 a.m. The sweetness flows from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. on July 27th at Piedmont Park, and entry to the festival is free. Get more info on all the activities happening at the ninth annual event at AtlantaIceCreamFestival.com. Earlier this year, George Clinton played what was billed as his farewell performance in Atlanta. It didn't quite turn out that way, though. Clinton couldn't resist booking one more show in a city that has loved the master of funk for decades. So he's landing the Parliament Funkadelic mothership at the Fox Theater on July 25th for a trip through a mind-expanding, booty-shaking catalog that stretches back nearly 50 years. Of course, there's always a chance that this really isn't the last time you could see him, but do you really want to take that chance? Feel the funk one more time as George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic take the stage at the Fox Theater on July 25th.